I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and welcome. I hope you're all doing well. Apologies if there's occasional noise in the background. Uh, someone started chopping a tree down outside my house, which is all very nice. Um, so first of all, we're going to talk about the latest spring release, which is coming uh, to surpass. Um, there's lots of lovely features in this, 16 new features. And there's a webinar this week with Holly and Tom taking people through those. I'm going to focus on a few of these over the next coming weeks. But the first one I'm going to just focus on is the idea of viewing source material alongside um, your item as you're authoring. Now, this is quite an important process because if you've got a huge documentation, piece of documentation, PDF or something like that, that you want to have as you uh, author your items uh, and see that so you can make sure your item matches up with what it is you took, we were asking them to look at in the document, uh, then that's quite an important, uh, useful tool. So here's uh, Tom, uh, sorry, here's Holly talking about that particular feature. So just in terms of how we actually open that panel in the first place, then we would go through the additional options cog. So that is where you would add all of your source material to your item. So I already have two pieces of source material attached to this item, but if I did need to add any more, then I can just press this add button here. But the, the new feature and the way you can open the panel on the right is by selecting this open inside view button. Okay. So now we have the, the source material panel open. And just as I mentioned before, back in the, in the PowerPoint, you can see that I have the, the item on the right and then really visibly, you know, really clearly can refer to the source material at the same time as I'm writing the item. So, you know, really improves the, the user experience again <laughs> for our item authoring users. So just to talk you through the actual panel itself. So we have the, the drop down menu at the bottom here. So if you had multiple pieces of source material attached to your item, then you would be able to navigate through each piece. And you can also search for source material as well by, by its name. So that's quite a useful feature. In terms of source material attached as a PDF. So you can see I, I have a PDF attached here. We've actually, we've actually implemented some of the PDF viewers that we, PDF viewers, the PDF viewer tools that we have currently in the test driver. So for example, we've got the, the zoom, zoom out, additional zoom options. We've got page navigation buttons and we've got the hand tool as well. So you can scroll up and down your document all while writing your content. So one final thing, just to make you aware of, I'm sure that you can tell that the, the look of this screen is slightly different. And that's because when the source material panel is open on the right, the item tree on the left automatically collapses. And that's just to kind of keep the, the concept of only having two panels open in item authoring at once. So it's just to reduce that on-screen noise, just to ensure that everything you're looking at is as clear and as visible as possible without too much going on at the same time. So if you need to navigate through the items in your tree while keeping this panel open, then you can do so by selecting the, the previous and the next button. So that's really useful if you are you know, you need to keep this panel open. You want to keep it consistent, but you can use these, these buttons just to navigate through your item tree anyway. 
So just one final thing before I hand back over to Tom, if you need to close off this source material panel and reopen the item tree, then you have two options. You can either select the hide button or you can select these folder icons on the left and that will reopen the item tree and close off the panel. So lots of great features there. Um, thank you for that, Holly. If you want to watch that webinar again, uh, then go to spass.com slash webinars where you can find that and plenty of other amazing webinars that the team have put together. Uh, so thank you for, for them for that. Okay, so next week, uh, there's a big conference going on, a big event, the Westminster Education Forum. And this is looking at the England's examination system. So um, obviously, I know that's a little bit UK uh, or English uh, focused, but and the SPAS community is much wider than that. But it, you know, it's kind of, one of the kind of pivotal areas that we we look at and uh, we do recommend that lots of people uh, kind of join that and uh, listen to what's been said about um, the english examination system and how that translates uh, across the the globe really we do have a free ticket for this uh, so if you do want to attend this i only have one uh, but if you want to drop a message on the linkedin and comment saying can i have a free ticket please then i'll go with the first person that uh, submitted that so please do uh, let us know Speaking as part of that event, uh, Simon Trevors from uh, our team, the chief, uh, our chief strategy officer, uh, is going to be talking about formative and continuous uh, assessment. And I caught up with Simon for a recording a podcast um, earlier this week, uh, just to kind of listen to what his views are on this. And that podcast will be available later. But here's Simon with just a, a small snippet on this. And then the challenge is, how do you ensure the kind of equivalence between the different types of assessment? And I think that's something that we've seen in other industries happen a lot over the last few years. So in the work that we in the SPAS team have done with uh, vocational and functional skills providers, for example, and with certification bodies. So working with lots of different accountancy qualifications providers. And we've seen those industries move from paper delivery to on-screen delivery and maintain the equivalence in difficulty in assessment from year to year and from paper. And so when those industries have gone through transition and they've obviously done a lot of work to make sure to ensure that the assessments that are being delivered now are authentic and as difficult as the assessments were when they were delivered on paper three, four, five, six years ago, we've seen that change. And so that learning, that experience is there for general qualifications to look at that and to be able to determine what the best way forward is to move forward. But maintaining that accessibility for all students as you point out kind of yeah. there will be some students who because of the digital divide maybe they don't have computers or they don't have capability to use a computer for accessibility reasons for example but determining an assessment model that can manage across all of those different delivery mechanisms that's absolutely doable using the right technologies in the right way Thank you, Simon. So we will be following up with more information about that uh, next week and uh, more information about the more in-depth interview that uh, I had with Simon. Uh, speaking also as part of the event, uh, Matt Wingfield from the Assessment Association is going to be talking about, the, uh, I suppose, the future of general qualifications in this area. And I caught up with Matt uh, also earlier this week just to hear what he's going to be saying as part of this event. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad, thank you. So you're going to be speaking at the Westminster Education Forum event uh, next week uh, on the 3rd of March. Um, what, what is it you're planning to talk about? Well, I suppose I'm, I'm, I want to take the opportunity to get away from perhaps what is perceived as the EAA's um, go-to message, which says everything should be technology enabled, which, which, which whilst I agree, I want to sort of agree with, I want to put some context behind that, because I also think that, you know, we're looking at 
through this event and through other discussions, looking at what happened retrospectively last year and planning for, for what's coming up in the summer um, this year. And I just think we ought to take this opportunity to take a step back and think more broadly about whether or not GCSEs are still fit for purpose as a, as a, a yeah. valuable mechanism for assessing um, student capability. Because I think they've got some plus points, but I think they've also got some, some negative points. And, and through looking at that, want to give both some examples of where other countries have started approaching it slightly differently, but, but also try and come up with a view that says, well, why? Why should we be looking at this differently? What are the benefits that we can bring to our assessment process if we do step back and reevaluate evaluate the GCSE um, approach? And how can technology help us do that in a way that doesn't create more work um, for, for everyone at the chalk face? So I, I think it's great you're going to evidence other countries. Sometimes people can be a little bit resistant to that. Sometimes they, they, they like to take it on board. I think it depends on which country sometimes. Um, how do you think we can carry that in this country? How do you think we can move this topic on? What's, what, what would be your kind of strategy for that? I think, I think the biggest barrier thus far has been at the level of policymakers and politicians. And, and, I, and I, I know that they are they're easy targets to throw mud at, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not throwing mud at them because they're easy targets, but I do, it does confound yeah. me and has continued to confound me over the years as to how little momentum we have in our system because we're constantly bound by politic, political process. Yeah. And that's constant cycle of different people sitting in the hot seat bringing their own ideas to the agenda. I think part of the issue is politicians and policymakers not just not being aware of what the options are for changing the model. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's how I see what the, a role I see for the association more broadly is trying to inform and, and support better awareness of that. So it's about trying to help those people understand what's possible helping them see what's worked in, in other countries. You know, some other countries doing this at, at equally large scale using technology. Yeah. So trying to help inform that process so that that can then cascade down to the people who actually put the policies into, into uh, action. And we can break the cycle that we found ourselves in now of, of having a fairly historically stayed mm -hmm. method of assessment. Yeah, I, I think, well, We've certainly seen the light this year, haven't we? We've seen what the future can potentially deliver. Um, and by looking at other places where they're, they're making maybe a little bit more progress than we are. And I don't think you even have to go that far, really, do you? Um, it's not, not like looking at the other side of the world, is it? You just Scotland, a place like that, you know, they're making some bigger progress than England might be. Um, no, absolutely. And I think for me, the big the big thing here is let's, you know, let's let's take the opportunity to look at GCSEs as a as a bigger thing. And let's not just try to introduce use technology to introduce greater resilience to the process, because that, that's absolutely important because we can yeah. see that the chaos that's um, come about by not having a resilient assessment system. But let's use it to really reinvent the way that we assess and support our students. So let's make it have a more formative focus rather than being summative, because, you know, why do we need a summative focus at 16 nowadays when students have to stay on um, in school until 18 anyway? So let's have a more formative, progressive approach. 
um, that's, uh, that's, that's really leveraging the technology is, is, is what I, I, I'm really suggesting, I suppose. Yeah, I think many will agree with you there. It sounds like a fascinating point you're going to make. I'm really looking forward to, to hearing it and uh, looking forward to seeing you at the, the conference. Now, great. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you very Thanks. much for inviting me to have this quick chat. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Matt, for that. Uh, so the 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 uh, Westminster event starts at uh, nine o'clock, and then following that, we're going to be doing some uh, networking from one p.m. GMT onwards, and that's going to be in a rather new funky platform that uh, I've been looking at. And uh, here's the tables all set out ready. Uh, so those that are familiar with Remo, um, it's very similar to that. You join tables and have those conversations. Um, you'll notice there is a coffee space there as well. So I will be manning the coffee bar, uh, and uh, I will be providing uh, drink tokens for those that want to come and have a chat with me and. and learn more about the work we do um so if you want to sign up to that and want to head to that then go to spass.com networking where you can register for it so just some other news and information and reminders really e-assessment awards are open they close on the 12th of march uh, so you haven't already uh, got your submission ready i think there's eight categories that you can submit for uh, transformational uh, summative formative um, research as well so please do have a, a look out for those uh, we have a webinar coming up on the 16th of march uh, with andy and kat talking about the user research and inclusive testing so i strongly recommend you uh, sign yourself up to that we're also, I'm going to be chatting all be well next week with Brian Moon and uh, Jeff Ross about an upcoming Beyond Multiple Choice event, uh, which is looking at the uh, assessment challenges of our new decade. Uh, that's on the 21st of April, so please do check that out. Um, and then also, not to forget, ATP is coming up soon, uh, 27th to the 29th of April. As part of that, we have presentations again by Kat and Andy as part of their user experience uh, and inclusive design work. That's going to be a roundtable. Uh, we've got utilizing technology for ultimate candidate experience. That's with uh, Abby and Steve uh, from Examity and the SPAS team. And then we also have a conversation uh, with Chris and uh, Amanda looking at standard setting practices using technology. Uh, so please do check that out. I'm also hoping to catch up with uh, Ada from the uh, ATP, ATP chair for the Innovations in Testing Conference uh, 2021 as well next week. Okay, so just looking at some other community news and activities. Let's just have a look at the board here. Uh, so um, welcome. Um, I suppose the Skills and Education Group um, have welcomed BIIAB to their uh, group. So that's from fantastic work Paul Eels and the team uh, do as part of the Skills and Education Group. And it's uh, nice to see that they're getting stronger and stronger with uh, coming together as part of collaboration there. So um, some really good work. AQA have been donating uh, laptops uh, to help out and support uh, students in the local area, uh, which is uh, um, excellent work for, for them and others. Um, and kind of, I suppose, linked to this, and I suppose on a little bit of a theme today, we're talking about the kind of um, uh, uh, secondary education uh, position, really. But there's been some conversations about the decision by the uh, English government to decide grades um, by teachers. And this is obviously what they did uh, last year as well. And it's, I suppose, views are people's own. Uh, I have to stress that. Uh, but it's causing some interesting debate. And then finally, I just want to draw attention to uh, Harry Petrinas, who was a keynote at our 2020s past conference uh, from the World Bank. Um, he's been reporting on some of the uh, issues around school closures and how it threatens um, women's economic future. So um, not all rosy, but hopefully something uh, to think about and something we can all work together for. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you all stay safe and well, and I will see you all 
keep losing this advert. I'll see you all soon. I'll see you all next week. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.